and we're live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a night. I'll do that over. <laughs> <laughs> I love recording. And we're live. All right, I'm going to wait for Lori to turn around. All Sorry. Right. It's okay. And we're live. Welcome to yet another episode of this amazing podcast, The Mom CEO Podcast. We are so excited to have you guys here today. I'm here with my fellow co-hosts. Hey, Lori Keaton, <laughs> the six-figure COO. And today we have an amazing guest for you. Listen, she is a mom CEO. She is a, pod, a podcast host of a dope podcast. And she has two beautiful kids of her own. So we would love to welcome our guest, Chanel Lemire, to the stage. Yay! We're so excited to have you here. And we just wanted to share your story, your amazing story with other people. You and I have connected in Clubhouse. And I was like, listen, I got to get this dope sister on the Mom CEO podcast so she can talk to all of our fellow mompreneurs. So officially, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm like blushing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're blushing. <laughs> so Chanel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Whew. All right. So that just that were just tell me about yourself you really gotta <laughs> like think about what you want to share yeah um so i'm chanel um definitely rocking the mompreneur title very heavy because i'm doing all the things i have a commercial cleaning business i'm an event videographer and like Miss Natalie had said, I'm <laughs> the host of a podcast called What She Grows Through. And that mm. is just creating a space for Black women to just pour into each other, align with one another, and share their stories. Mm. Um, yes, you already said I have two amazing little people in my life. One is about to be five and this little one, the the little girl, she's giving me a run for my money. She's about to be nine months and she's a mess already. But I love her so much. Um, anything else you wanted me to talk about, like schooling? Um, Whatever you want to share. Go ahead, Lori. Um, okay, well, hell to pit. Whoop, whoop. Um, a graduate <laughs> of the University of Pittsburgh main campus. I have to say main because, you know, branches and things like that. I was, you know, so I was very excited to get accepted into the main campus. And I graduated in 2013 and then I took the mental health field by storm. Um, mm. I was a residential counselor. It was pretty, pretty crazy. I was doing block shifts where you have to go in, stay the night, be on there two and a half days straight, but then you get four and a half days off, but it took a toll on you mentally. So couldn't do that anymore. And then I went into, um, I was a family-based clinician before I decided to get on this path of entrepreneurship. And that was just working with different, um, children with different mental health disabilities, especially autism, 
but we will go into their home and try to work with them and the family so that they don't get placed outside of the home or have to go into a psychiatric center. It happens, but yeah. So a lot of mental health work and took a toll on me mentally as well. And I think that that's it so far. I love that your podcast is called What We Grow Through. What She Grows Through. What She go Grows Through. Grows, yeah. That's a, an amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. title for your podcast. Just sitting here thinking about it, it's just whew, the wealth of topics you probably discuss on your podcast is overwhelming not overwhelming in a bad way but we learn so much on on our journeys so we are consistently learning and growing and it can change from like year to year or even month to month so that that's amazing i love that so i can't wait to hear more of it and tune into your podcast so i can see what other people are growing through man yeah i'm in the beginning phases of it so when i first started it was more so just me like trying to tell my story trying to figure out where i wanted to go with it because mm-hmm. you know people say you know it might not be perfect but you just have to start so that's mm-hmm. what i wanted to do i wanted to start even though i was in my third trimester of pregnancy, I still wanted to start. And it was just... <laughs> Both of my eyes were like, hmm. I know, like, you started to listen yeah. to it. Like, and then, like, that, was, like, my pregnancy, a lot of stuff was happening, like, you know, during that. But, you know, still trying to figure out a way to push through, you know, and start. And now that I'm around so many amazing people, I'm able to see like where I want to take it and like how I want to incorporate more people to, you know, not just my story, but I love being around other people and hearing their stories and then we can feed back off of each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, lots of great things and I'm in the beginning phases and yeah, it's just, it's going to be a lot, but a lot of great things. That's, good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. One thing I I remember you saying in a clubhouse room that we grow through a lot of things. And I know um, people say we go through, but Mm -hmm. what have you grown through that um, you could share with us to help us as we're going through our entrepreneurial journey as moms? Sure. So let me see something that I can share. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important word, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'll just talk about how, like, in my podcast, I've been trying to, now that I'm in a position to focus more on myself, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to answer, you know, some of those questions that maybe were underlining, you know, so I was working on reparenting your inner childhood or your Mm -hmm. inner child. And I loved that because I knew that that was something that I still struggle with. I can see being in the mental health field, you know, psychology, sociology degree, I understand these things for myself. So instead of giving so many people advice, I need to, you know, pull it inward and focus on what's going on with me because there's a lot you know, why I'm choosing to, you know, the different decisions that I'm, that I'm choosing, but um, growing through. All right. So my childhood, um, there's just like certain things that I found out, you know, about my mom um, 
I thought she didn't like me, like, you know, basically growing up. And then like, as soon as I had like, you know, the boyfriend came involved, that's that's when things like me and her, our relationship kind of, kind of, what is it, split a little bit, but I, I didn't understand, you know? So now as an adult, there's a lot of different questions that I had for her. And I had my best friend on, on the show talking about, you know, our childhood. And mm-hmm. instead of just talking about my mom, I'm like, why should I should put her on the show? And then I actually had her on the show and we just talked about a lot of things that I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I see her differently. Like, wow, you, you could have talked to me, you know, a little bit, shared your emotions because I was taking it one way that, you know, you didn't like me or, you know, we were, me and my sister were a burden to you when all of it was, you know, you were growing through your, your life experiences. And now I can understand as a grown woman, but I didn't. So I had to come to her with those questions, like, you know, why couldn't you talk to us? Why was everything, you know, a secret? So my little child thoughts, I had to piece that together and try to make sense of it. So I think um, just that our relationship is definitely growing better now that we're kind of on the same page. Mm. And now we're grown. So talk to me and let me know, like, you know, how you're feeling. Uh, Yeah, I'm your child, but I'm a mom too. And you can take advice from me as well. Don't just always look at me as your child. Mm. So I think that Chanel, you just went real heavy, real quick. Oh my gosh. I love it though. That's so crazy because I was listening to, I don't know if you um, follow Jenny Mai. She is on The Real. And I was just looking at her, hello, honey, this morning on Instagram. And um, she was basically talking about the same thing that you just said, literally how her podcast and her um her diary podcast allows her to deal with some of the issues that she had when she was a younger child and she also had her mom on her on her podcast and they discussed some of the issues that they had to grow through and so it's just so interesting how people are using these vehicles like podcasts and you know social media to help not only themselves but other people because once somebody sees that hey you know they dealt with their issues. They were able to confront them head on. They're able to then say, well, maybe I can do that and, you know, give people tools on how to, you know, deal with their past traumas and everything. So that's, that's amazing. amazing. And you're so courageous. I'm like, I don't think I can have my mama on my podcast and be like, so why you did this to me, sis? (laughs) Yeah. And it, it really is like inspiring because, with mm-hmm. my family, and I think a lot of Black families also, they don't want to talk about yes. things. And they try to, like, sweep it under the rug. And, you know, we're older now. We still got to respect our elders and everything. But no, like, we're we're going to talk about the things that, like, you know, that affected us. And yes. mm-hmm. me doing that, my aunt, my mom's um, younger sister, she reached out to me. And she was like, now... I'm just so proud of you that you were able to do that. Now I'm able to understand my mom, my grandma, you know, and then called my mom, like, you know, she's proud of, you know, me and my sister. And that just, I was targeting, she wasn't in my target audience. You know what I mean? Like 
so for my aunt to come to me and I'm like, wow, like that, that made me feel good. So it makes me want to explore more so that other people can have those conversations mm -hmm. and work this stop being afraid of, you know, what they might say or, you know, just get it out. Like I got a couple of questions still from my grandma, but we'll get there eventually. You know? <laughs> I know, right? She's like, we getting all of this squared away. Okay. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. And how does that affect your parenting? Like, I know your, your daughter is nine months, but how are you going to move forward in your relationship with her now that you've had this healing with your mom? Yes. Like, I'm so excited that I get to parent, um, you know, a little girl because so many different emotions and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think just the mental health, the health, the mental health field background in general helps me because mm. I understand that they're a person uh, as as little as they might be now, like they still eventually, you know, will understand. So you have to, <laughs> you have to talk to them and parent them as them, as their person and not always, you know, how you feel about things. And I feel like I'm already um, a great listener. So I'll be able to listen to those hard um, conversations that she might have knowing that like, you know, I'll be a safe space I might not like some of the stuff that she's talking about, but I've been through it, you know, so I can actually support her in a different way that other, other moms were not able to like, so I don't know. I can just give her like more encouragements. I don't know. It's a, it's a word that's stuck yeah. in my head. But it's it's really just, it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited. And even my son now, that's why he's so vocal and he lets me know, how he's feeling and you know that made him sad and then we'll actually talk about it and how we can like move forward and he's only four but people call wow. him like little professor because he's wow. able to speak very freely so mm -hmm. i think i'm you know doing a good job go ahead girl pat yourself on the back because that is awesome <laughs> at, four, at four my gosh that is so good wow mm -hmm. Ooh, so you talked a little bit about um, your aunt not being in your target audience. So who exactly is your target audience? Okay. So I was thinking more so women like me. Mm. Who, let me see. Black women, of course, who were on certain paths. They had different paths, certain path specific, we'll use that word, specific mm -hmm. paths for themselves. And then it just steered mm. um you know different than what they thought that it would be but somehow <laughs> in those moments they were able to push through take what take whatever that is that happened but they were able to push through and make it almost like you know wisdom i guess mm -hmm. but um yeah i i just didn't think like you know older women yeah. like would be able, I mean, obviously they will understand to an extent, yeah, but yeah. how my mom looks at me as her child, mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. want other people to look down at me like, you know, so I want it to be on almost like on the same level as yeah. my, um, as my audience. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. I don't, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. Talking and then... <laughs> yeah, we're definitely getting this a lot. Um, I didn't know. I didn't realize how deep your podcast went. And so it is, it's really good to hear the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. even through that avenue of having a podcast and drawing people to you that, like you said, are you would look at as the person that will be giving wisdom to you, but now you're giving it back to them. So that's beautiful. Yes, and I haven't even scratched the surface yet. I haven't even talked about relationships because I know, right? Wow. I got some stuff about that. (laughs) Oh wow, that's amazing. So Natalie says that you own your own cleaning business. So how did that come about? Okay, so in the mental health field, uh, as a family-based clinician. They weren't, I was basically a mental health therapist, but I wasn't making therapist money. Mm-hmm. So having my son in daycare, I, I always wanted children and I always wanted to spend as much time with them as, as I could. So having him in daycare for long periods of time and then having, having to hurry up and grab him at 6 p.m., but finding another person to watch him so I can go out and be with a client. It was just, it was just too much for not that much reward. Mm -hmm. So I needed the extra cash and I was working with someone else who had their cleaning business and um, I was working for them and getting the extra money. And I realized how easy it was, like not that much time at all, but then I was getting this extra money and having a degree myself, I can do this myself. That's how it was always. So that's when I decided to get my own little business. And then I can have all of the money because I'm doing all of the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had a, I started out with a contract that was making like about 2,500 a month. And it didn't, I'll say it took two hours tops a day, five days a week. I can have like a lot of time. So to me, I was like, maybe if I just get another contract, I'll be replacing what I make with my other job and I'll have all this time with my kid. Mm -hmm. So I made that tough decision because this was my career field, you know, benefits, um, uh, Mm -hmm. built relationships. I'm deciding to go out on my own, like, you know, and basically, basically is alone, like being alone. But that was the reward of, you know, stepping out. And then I was able to have that much, that much needed um, time with my, with my son. But then I ended up getting a big contract. Um, It was a (laughs) mega church making like over, that would have put me at six figures and but I needed like, you know, employees. And I, I left my job in November and I got the big contract at the end of December. So mm. it was just like, it, it's just a blow up so quick and it was hard to, you know, hard to manage. But then the pandemic happened and big um, groups of people weren't able to do that. So I end up um, not having that, but it still let me see that I can have something huge. Mm-hmm. I can be a leader. I can be a boss and still, you know, get stuff done. That's so. Awesome. I'm still That's with awesome. just one. I have I have an employee that takes care of it. Now I don't have to clean it myself. So that's good. Now I can focus on <laughs> my other businesses, you know, because all of that together is just pretty crazy. A lot. 
Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> that's, that's a mom CEO. So now you're hiring people, you're putting people in position so you get the free time to be with your kids. And I love yes. that. Me too. Love, love, Absolutely. Love. Yes. So what are the ventures you got going on besides the cleaning business? Okay. So my videography business, that has been a passion for forever. I always liked taking pictures. I think I was the only... <laughs> The only one in high school with a point and shoot camera dressing up in heels. I had heels on in high school. Like what the, but taking pictures, you know, your little poses and stuff. Um, I was on a dance team. I would record myself sometimes dancing and taking pictures. So I was always into pictures. Um, and then once I had my son or I was pregnant with my son, I wanted to keep those. I wanted to document everything. And I liked the editing um, process. So um, I just continue, just continued to record everything and put it in little videos and other people saw it and they wanted me to do the same for them. And I actually like that because I like being a part of, you know, events and a part of other people's moments. And I get to, you know, put it together and it's always great feedback, which makes me emotional and continue to like what I do. So I just went full force with that. So the cleaning business supply, like helped me financially. Now I can focus on my videography business and not have to worry too much about money, just doing it because I love it. And now the money, you know, is flowing in and I can even price higher because video is just taking over, you know, but within what time that's going to happen. So that's um, um, an adventure that is, very worthwhile, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I want to um, I want to do with that as well. Just trying to figure out how to incorporate everything, and then make time for my, yeah. my children as well. I got you. That's good. I love it. I love it. You have so like you call yourself a serial entrepreneur. You have so many businesses. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just <laughs> all... <laughs> but so you, you have can... so okay. Go ahead, Natalie. <laughs> No, no, you go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so with all of the things that you do have on your plate, how do you juggle them all? Because we know that as mom CEOs, sometimes balancing between the business, in your case, businesses, and being a mom, there's sometimes an imbalance. So how have you figured out a strategy to help you maintain a balance of just everyday life? Well, listen... I'm on that path now (laughs) trying to figure this out because it's doable. And that's what I keep telling myself. If I have the right strategy it's doable, I just got to push myself in those situations where, you know, I don't want to do anything and then just allow myself, put aside time for just myself. um, So that I I don't get so overwhelmed because I'm always, always overwhelmed trying to figure out what I need to do, but that's because I'm unorganized. Mm. So I need to figure out a way to organize myself, um, get the help. I can't do it all on my own. And that's what I was struggling with. I think that goes down to, you know, childhood feeling like I'm burdening, burdening thing, however that is other people. So I'm still struggling with that. But, um, I, I honestly, I don't know. 
<laughs> it's just taking it day by day, making sure that I get the important things knocked off. I have um, a notebook for each venture mm. and I try to write down my thoughts for there so that when I have the time and I, I can expand it, but then I'm learning how to implement it. Yeah. That information overload is very true for me. I can read a book. I can listen to a podcast. I can do, do all the things, but I need to retain the information and do it. So that's where I'm at. I'm in the transition stage of doing it, just pushing oh, wow. through, even if it's not, you know, um, perfect, it'll, it'll get there, but being consistent and doing it and it's tough. I'm going to get a therapist, <laughs> but I want to have a black lady too. So like, so it's definitely, um, it's a struggle, but I'm going to get it together. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> That's one thing I love about you, Chanel. Like, you are super authentic. It is what it is um, when it comes to you. And when you show up, I, I hope you don't think that it takes away from your, you know, bossness or anything like that. But it just gives you a much more human um, like, cause sometimes we see the mom CEOs and we think, Ooh, they got it all together. So I can't be that, but you just show this very human, authentic side of you that makes us think like, if she doing it, I could do it too. Because when you show up on Instagram, girl, you just be like doing the thing. And I'm like, man, yeah. I need to come up to Chanel. She's <laughs> here for real. And then you come in and you're like, I don't got it all together. I'm, you know, I struggle in some areas. And it's just like, you do? I can't believe that. But <laughs> I just love it. It just makes you human and makes us or, you know, all of these moms who are striving to become CEOs realize you don't have it, have to have it all together to start. Start yeah. with. And I'm learning to show that part of me more instead of just posting cute pictures and cute yeah. videos like I need to start getting personal and sharing um you know my feelings and going mm -hmm. on live because I can I can do that yeah <laughs> and girl. it's just it's not going to be together Ryan she's mm -hmm. probably going to ruin it but it's okay <laughs> like Look, I know all about that I have been on plenty of videos with Natalie and my daughter just pops in like hey <laughs> so that's just a part of i guess the journey you know of being a mom and a business owner you have to juggle and you just have to appreciate people where they are you know when my daughter does jump in i'm just i'm so sorry but there's nothing i can do <laughs> yeah and then like they're they're a part of it too though yes. so that's that's what yeah. makes it even um just makes it better um bryce he well when we did go to the building because i would take him sometimes too because i'm not about to find a babysitter for an hour like it's too much i'm just gonna take my babies with me that's when i feel most comfortable when they're with mm -hmm. me you know so um he'll try to clean up something or pick up little pieces of uh anything on the ground so that he can get some money for roblox oh. like you know roblox or however that is <laughs> but then he sees me putting together these videos and sometimes he's in it so he loves that um so you know just walking in the footsteps and them seeing you are yeah them seeing you it's it's pretty nice and now that they 
they can do whatever, you know, it is. So I'm excited for that, just being in a position to allow them to do whatever that they want to do. Yeah. Not have to just work, you know. Ooh, I love that. that. Just just work. It hit me and Natalie at the same time. (laughs) We talk about that a lot. We talk about that a lot because even with our own children and our businesses, we see this as a legacy that we're leaving for our children, you know, just leaving not just the business, but the skill set and the mindset of not just having to work. You don't have to go up, go to college, just get a job and work until you're 70 to retire. You can do something mm-hmm. different. And showing up every day, even if you don't have it all together, showing up every day, just transferring that knowledge and that wisdom and that tenacity that you need as a business owner, your children are picking up on that. And that's going to be instilled in them as they get older. So when they turn 12, 13, 14, they'll say, hey, I could I could walk from my mother and, and own this business one day. So I don't need to I don't need exactly. to work for anybody else, but they're learning as they grow. And that's that's what not only leaving a legacy is, but that's how you transfer gener- generational wealth. So that's amazing. Yeah. And even with Ryan, like the podcast, what she grows through, she'll be able to look back yeah. or actually listen, like, you know, at where the, the point that I was in my life and I, she can just, I feel like she's just going to be able to bloom into like this beautiful um, young lady because she'll have all the skills and the resources that, you know, I had to grow through, you know, it's almost like, you know, I don't know. I think it was, was Clubhouse. Someone said that we're giving like our kids, like a, a survival guide, basically like the things that we go through, we're mm-hmm. showing them like, you know, these are certain things that I did to push through. So you can yeah. take those as tips, not like do it all, but as tips to help you push through too, because there is a lot on the other side of all of those emotions. Yes. <laughs> I'm not just going to say fear because it's yes. a lot. <laughs> Listen, you don't understand how much you change my mindset by just one word. Like you're, you, you keep replacing the go with grow, and it's really shifting the way that I'm thinking, even in this moment. So I definitely want to thank you for that. Yeah, and keep on doing it. Just one word makes a big, huge difference in the way that we think about it because we don't go through things anymore. Now we're growing through it. That means for us, we're becoming better as we are growing through these situations so yeah Yeah, that's all about mindset how can i shift my mind because just when you think about all the stuff we go through like wow it's just too much but if you switch it around like and try to use that as like you know what they say turn pain into power or purpose Mm -hmm. turn what you all the things that happen to you in your life and try to make it in a way that you can, you know, empower other people, but like push through. So yeah, that was um in all of my thoughts when I was trying to figure out a name for the show. I couldn't put grow through it because that was um already taken, you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to like be able to trademark my stuff and yeah. you know. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. This has been amazing, Chanel. Like, you got me sitting in my feelings. Now I got to go do therapy when I leave here. (laughs) But this has been really, really good. Where can people find you? 
Um, you can find my main page, my umbrella page, I like to call it, at Chanel Lemire. And the, my videography page, I'm doing better at posting <laughs> my content. I think just because you got to get other people's like uh, approvals and stuff. Mm -hmm. it's them. So yeah. now I'm going through the process of being able to post the things that I do, post my work. You can find me there at Chanel Lemire Films. And then you can find the podcast at What She Grows Through on all different podcast um, streaming networks. Awesome. awesome. And that's on Instagram or Facebook? Both. Okay. Awesome. Instagram, Facebook for both. Um, Chanel Lemire Films. I'm more present on Facebook. I like it. I like the setup on Facebook for my videography page a little better than Instagram, okay. but um, the Instagram, the podcast, it looks better there than on Facebook. So follow you, about, you, you are. Know, follow presentation, you, you know. <laughs> yes, we will follow you wherever you go because yes. some amazing stuff. So we look forward to having many more conversations. And you heard it here: what she goes through. Um, the host of a dope podcast, Chanel yes. Lemire. The mom ceo follow her follow everything that she's doing and thank you so much for coming thank you guys for watching have a great day y'all bye, bye.